Welcome back to another episode here at Tech Headlines Today. It's episode number 40. Go ahead and subscribe or follow if you're new or just haven't yet. If you hear a topic you want more information about, check out our show links in the description. Without further ado, let's get into it. Grubhub sued over accusations of hidden fees and misleading marketing. D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine is suing Grubhub for deceptive marketing tactics used during the COVID-19 lockdowns and charging hidden fees and using bait-and-switch advertising tactics, which are illegal. The online platform has since discontinued or disclosed each claim in the filing, according to a Grubhub spokesperson. We work hard to support D.C. restaurants and diners, and we continually review and enhance our operations to better serve them and meet their expectations, a company spokesperson told PCMag. During the past year, we've sought to engage in a constructive dialogue with the D.C. Attorney General's office to help them understand our business and to see if there were any areas for improvement. We are disappointed that they have moved forward with this lawsuit because our practices have always complied with D.C. law, and in any event, many of the practices at issue have been discontinued. The statement continued. We will aggressively defend our business in court and look forward to continuing to serve D.C. restaurants and diners. Consumers don't mind paying for delivery fees, but Grubhub needs to be honest about those fees in the first place, Racine said. With this lawsuit, we are seeking to force Grubhub to end its unlawful practices and be transparent so D.C. residents can make informed decisions about where to order food and how to support local businesses. SpaceX will launch OneWeb satellites following Russia's ultimatum. OneWeb will turn to a competitor to ferry its remaining first-generation internet satellites to space after Russia's Roscosmos Space Agency issued an ultimatum to the company at the start of the month. On Monday, OneWeb announced an agreement with Elon Musk's SpaceX. The private firm will ferry the remainder of OneWeb's Constellation fleet with the first launch scheduled for later this year. We thank SpaceX for their support, which reflects our shared vision for the boundless potential of space, OneWeb CEO Neil Masterson said. With these launch plans in place, we're on track to finish building out our full fleet of satellites and deliver robust, fast, secure connectivity around the globe. On March 3rd, Roscosmos, just days before it was scheduled to put 36 OneWeb satellites in space, said it would not conduct any additional launches for OneWeb unless the company made assurances its network would not be used for military purposes and the UK sold its minority stake in OneWeb. The demand came in response to sanctions the UK imposed on Russia following the country's invasion of Ukraine on February 24th. The FTC wants more information about Microsoft's deal to acquire Activision. Microsoft's deal to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion was always going to be subjected to close scrutiny, and the FTC just asked both companies for more information. Both Microsoft and Activision still intend to have the deal completed before the end of Microsoft's fiscal year on June 30th, 2023. However, it's not just the FTC's approval standing in the way of Microsoft's billions. The proxy filing also includes an invite for Activision Blizzard stockholders to a virtual special meeting where they will either vote for or against the merger with Microsoft. The company's board of directors are obviously encouraging all stockholders to approve the deal, and in return, $95 in cash will be received for every share of common stock. Any stockholder who doesn't vote is automatically counted as voting against the merger, which is why Activision is so keen for everyone eligible to cast their vote. The special meeting is set to be held on April 28th and is likely to be the last big hurdle both companies need to navigate to ensure the merger goes ahead. Google's Contact Center AI platform aims to optimize customer service. Google Cloud is extending its Contact Center AI, or CCAI, service 
to help enterprises optimize their customer service by integrating it with CRM applications to provide real-time insights and data analytics. The CCIA platform brings together the advantages of AI, cloud scalability, multi-experience capabilities, and tight integration with customer relationship management platforms to unify sales, marketing, and support teams around data across the customer journey, Yerev Aden, Director of Product Management, wrote in a blog post. Enterprises can integrate the platform with their CRM to manage inbound and outbound customer interaction, while the AI assistant provides suggestions based on historical CRM data and real-time interactions. Enterprises can use the platform to manage call center agents, manage employee scheduling preferences, and provide customers with self-service features via web or mobile interface, Aiden explained. For enterprises already using Google Cloud, the solution will provide AI-driven intelligence and personalization on top of their contact center solutions. Steam for Chrome OS officially arrives for seven Chromebooks as alpha release. Google has officially released an alpha build of Steam for a select group of Chromebooks. The company today published a support document about the Steam alpha build after testing the release last week. Unfortunately, the software will only be available for seven models. The Steam alpha build will only run on Chromebooks with Intel's Iris XE integrated graphics and at least 8 gigs of RAM. Google also released instructions on how eligible users can try out the Steam build, which involves switching to the dev channel for their Chromebook's operating system. Chrome OS will typically run the Linux version of a game if it exists, the company added. In other cases, users can run the Windows-based versions by installing Steam Play, which uses Valve's Proton compatibility layer to run Windows software. Meta plans to build Dutch data center hit by political glitch. The Dutch Senate voted to temporarily block a planned giant data center for Facebook owner Meta, which would use 1.38 gigawatts of electricity and create 400 permanent jobs. It has been opposed by some environmental campaigners who do not want the limited supply of sustainable power currently being generated in the country to be used by a multinational. This is a purely political decision, Dutch Data Center Association Managing Director Stein Grove said in a reaction sent to Reuters, adding that it has been made largely because it is Facebook which is facing a negative backlash against big tech as a whole. Grove said the Netherlands can't have the ambition to be a digital leader without supporting the required infrastructure. Shazam now suggests nearby concerts. Shazam, a song identification app that Apple bought in 2017, now lists nearby concerts based on the artists whose songs it identifies. The feature, announced Tuesday, uses the database of Bands in Town, a New York tour promotion service, it says it tracks shows at more than 24,000 music venues. Tap Shazam's big light blue button to identify a song and Shazam will list matching concerts at nearby places. Shazam's new feature doesn't have a counterpart to Google's now playing music identification feature, which only suggests other apps which you can buy or stream the song in question. Russia preparing cyber attacks on US. The president of the United States has reiterated warnings that Russia could carry out cyber attacks against American targets. In a statement released Monday, President Joe Biden said he was privy to, quote, evolving intelligence that the Russian government is exploring options for potential cyber attacks. Biden said that while the federal government would do what it could to deter, disrupt, and if necessary, respond to cyber attacks against critical infrastructure, private sector and critical infrastructure owners and operators must take the initiative and bolster their cybersecurity. The president said companies had a responsibility to strengthen the security of, quote, the critical services and technologies on which Americans rely by implementing the best practices developed by the federal government and its private partners over the last year. 
Amit Yorin, CEO of Tenable and founding director of the U.S. CERT program in the Department of Homeland Security, said organizations need to roll up their sleeves and secure their systems before it's too late. Okta tries to downplay potential breach, but only causes more confusion. On Tuesday, Okta published an updated statement concerning the potential breach of its systems, which many observers fear exposed access to 15,000 corporate customers, including major companies. The group allegedly behind the breach, Lapsus, has posted screenshots that supposedly show the hackers had administrative access to Okta's internal systems. The company's latest statement says, the Okta service has not been breached and remains fully operational. There are no corrective actions that need to be taken by our customers. The company describes the hacking attempt as, quote, unsuccessful, pointing to how it suspended the customer support engineer's access. However, a report from a third-party forensic firm later found that the attackers had a five-day window of time between January 16th through the 21st to access the engineer's laptop. Okta left unsaid why it didn't notify customers of the potential breach, but is claiming its customers shouldn't worry. In another statement, the company notes, we are actively continuing our investigation, including identifying and contacting those customers that may have been impacted. Kickstarter CEO stepping down in April. Kickstarter CEO Aziz Hassan is stepping down after three years of leading the company. The company's COO, Sean Liao, will fill the role as interim CEO. I'm so proud of the work we've done together, Hassan writes. Leading such a passionate, skilled, and dedicated team through intense moments of change, milestone victories, and complex challenges has been a humbling and rewarding experience. Han spoke with Fast Company about why he was leaving Kickstarter, citing personal reflection and the desire to spend more time with his family. And that's another episode in the books for THT. Thanks for joining us. Help us out by sharing the episode. We'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.